You are listening to The Forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. This show is dedicated to victims of the Las Vegas terror attack. They may take our lives, but they won't take our freedom. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl. Crazy about Elvis, loves horses, and her boyfriend too. And it's a long day, living in Reseda, there's a freeway, running through the yard, and I'm a bad boy. Don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart Welcome to Fall Raw. Fall Raw is an official podcast of Four Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresite, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com, a great international community of Reds. And welcome to the show. My name is Joe and I'm your host for this show, but I'm not alone. I have several guests with me. I've got a full house actually today. Say hi, Shibasis Roy. Hey, hello everyone. How are you, mate? Oh, not, not that well, as you can imagine. Not that well. Free falling? Free falling, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, say hi, Hamir. Hi, hi guys. How are you doing, Hamir? Parking the bus to my emotions. Parking <laughs> the bus to your emotions. That's a nice description. All right. Uh, we've got a new uh, newcomer to the show as well. Say hi, Harry. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. Welcome. Welcome to the show. How are you feeling, Harry? Well, uh, Monday morning. Fucking crap. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm, I wish it was Monday, but it's Tuesday. So yeah. it's been that bad. Can't tell the days of the week. Can't tell Correct. what was the date and what what's month and what year. So, <laughs> well, as Tom Petty says, free falling, free falling. As he didn't, if you didn't know, Tom Petty died today. Great rock and roller, fantastic yeah, singer. That's a bad loss for the rock and roll world. Tom Petty and the Heartbroken is it? Not the Heartbreakers, but the Heartbroken. <laughs> Yeah, it's been um, it's been that sort of um, it's been that sort of week. Um, not um, trying to in any way equate um, 
you know, things that happen on a football pitch to, um, you know, what happened in Vegas. Um, you know, Tom Petty, of course, we talked about him. Um, mm-hmm. I had one guy um, on Twitter, um, you know, he, he had uh, pinged me, direct messaged me and told me that, um, you know, he's uh, one of his, uh, I'm not going to get into the details, but he told me that someone nearest and dearest had passed away and just needed someone to talk to as well. So, and I was just right in the middle of, of trying to guess, get guests for the show. Uh, and this was last week, right? Mm. Um, so it was like, oof. And, you know, I had, to, I, had to, I, had to, I had to put that on, you know, shelve that and then spend the next, you know, hour, hour and a half, um, you know, just chatting to the guy, you know, um, uh, to him and uh, he, he and his uh, wife and his family were just going through a bad time. Um, but yeah, so free falling, free falling. Um, it's um, it's been it's been that kind of um, uh, season so far. Uh, for Liverpool Football Club, um, you know, uh, I think two shows ago, or maybe I think maybe with you, Shibasis, I think I said, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we could have turned a corner. I think it's one of those cursed things, you know. You're never supposed to say that. Um, we didn't turn a corner; it was a roundabout. We just came back, just kept going round the round, round and round the roundabout, and um, yeah, and it, it seems like um, we th- we think that okay, this next game is when they'll find um, the team will find their form and. Um, They've not. So, um, okay, let's try and pick apart um, some of the things that we've seen, not just in this in this past game against Newcastle, but uh, uh, maybe in the in the in the past uh, uh, six games. Have we played six games? Seven games. Seven games. Yeah. Um, see what's what's been working. Well, mostly what's not been working. Um, Let's um let's start this. Okay, um, ships. Give us your your perspective on um what you've uh, been uh, witnessing. You know, uh, we did that show just uh, a couple of weeks back or so, and uh, we talked about it was a show in two segments where everything's bad and everything is not so bad, <laughs> and being the you know optimist that we are, I am. You know, we did say that everything's not so bad that we'll turn a corner, and mm-hmm. it's only logical that we do. Well, that hasn't quite happened, and. Uh, <sighs> Again, you have to take things in perspective, and uh, you try to be, you try to keep a level head and make sense of things. Mm-hmm. And the sense of things is that you were going to Newcastle, managed by none other than uh, Rafa. Mm-hmm. And if you think that you were going to come away with, you know, um, blazing football and the three nil, that would never have happened. That was never to happen. Mm-hmm. This is probably the foremost master technician you know tactician in the world of football at the moment mm-hmm. so he would never allow you to do things like that unless uh, i mean you are madrid or you know playing with uh, five ten household names yeah that was never to happen i was expecting maybe a one nil and that that two out of uh, you know um, um, something brilliant mm. and our goal was something brilliant mm. the rest of it all was pretty dire okay um (laughs) and i was half expecting that because he was never going to give us space Mm -hmm. he was never going to let us play free-flowing football he didn't but 
I don't know. I mean, it, this is part of being a Liverpool fan. The goal should not have happened. It was unlucky for you know Matip. He did the tackle and it just went in. Okay, these things just happen. Okay, to us. Let, let's get to that in a moment. All right. Um, but it's okay. Let's. It's interesting while you while you um, while you were talking about uh, Newcastle and you know, obviously being managed by our. Our legend, actually. Yeah, of um, course. I think over the week, um, over the weekend when we actually played this game in the live game cafe, uh, I think it was uh, who 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 said I can't remember who now, um, but someone said that you know he can't you know he can't ever foresee you know uh, take the fact that Rafa Benitez is uh, there's there's another team that has a Rafa Benitez flag, and I said and I said that you know if there's any other team um, you know. Uh, that I wouldn't mind uh, Rafa joining it would be Newcastle because there's just there's so many similarities between um, the two cities um, um, themselves, you know, uh, in terms of the people, in terms of the in terms of the, the the ferocity and the and the and the strength of the support mm-hmm. for football. Um, and you know, obviously, Newcastle, uh, you know, not done as as well as us. But we've got a lot of interchange of players and ex-managers that've gone back and forth between these two clubs, right? Um, so I was right. just looking at these fixtures that they have played since the start of the season, and it's it's actually it's actually been quite tight. They started the season against Spurs um, at home, and they lost to Spurs uh, two uh, nil. Okay. Mm. Then they played um, their their fellow um, uh, champions, um, uh, you know, championship club Huddersfield, and they lost away to them. But it was only one nil. And the next game was a two two draw in the League Cup, the the Carab fucking Bow Cup, right? Uh, that's against Forest. That was at two two. Then back in the, in the Premier League, they beat West Ham three nil, and then again. Away to Swansea, Swansea are shit, we know that. They Swansea lost by one goal, so that was 1-0 to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Next game, against Stoke, it was 2-1. And then next game, against Brighton, Brighton won 1-0. Yep. And then our game with them on 1-1. Mm-hmm. So all the scores show that it's been, it's been really, really close. So my question then, now I pose to Hamir... Um, do you think that's an excuse then that okay because it's Rafa Benitez he's a he you know he's he know we know that he's a tactician um, we know that defensively um, he's he's um, he's much stronger and he showed that with us as well um, was that enough of an excuse or you think no we should have come away with a you know with the three points we should have absolutely come away with the three points despite his defensive excellence and Newcastle's setup. We had enough chances to win the game. Sturridge's uh, chance comes to mind. Then the follow-up of Salah comes to mind. That like two clear-cut, easy chances. Like we should have just won the game that time. Oxlade's header. Okay. It was superb. Like uh, in uh, deep defending. Like they were not Burnley level or who's defended that well. Like Southampton level. Newcastle still. We we could still uh, if had uh, we had more composure, uh, used our brains. We could have still played through them, but. I, th- I think it's no excuse that because of his uh, setup and defensive excellence, we we should be happy with the draw and it, it was an inevitable result because this was a game Liverpool had to win, and judging by the play and the uh, by the how the game went, Liverpool should have won, and we didn't win, mm-hmm. and we are now around okay. seven points Wh- behind. When you say had to win, um, what, how, why, why do you why did you say that? 
Is it because of the, because, the other contenders they were? Yeah. Of course, yeah, because of the contenders and because of the form and we're going into the international break. So we needed a uplift, especially after after the Sparta game. That was I think I felt worse after the Sparta game compared mm-hmm. to the Newcastle game because Sparta injury they were that so many injuries and they were horrible on the day like I, I didn't see anything special in Spartak Moscow to say that they uh, they deserved a draw. Uh, so that is there, but and a form was uh, poor to say the least. So it was a must-win game. Only one win in seven or six. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I think it was a must-win game, and we didn't win. And now we are seven points behind Manchester City and Man United. And we're facing Man United next, luckily at Anfield. So. <laughs> now, it's funny you mentioned Spartak Moscow because I think one of the comments that came again, uh, I think either on um, uh, Four Social or on the Live Game Cafe, someone said that this Newcastle game reminded them of the Spartak Moscow game. <laughs> you know, I thought, hmm, okay. Well, yeah, there's some similarities, I suppose. Um, yeah, Harry, yeah, let me pose this question to... Let me pose this question to Harry. Harry, um, at which point... Do we move from, you know, rationalization um, to say, okay, now we're just making excuses and then we need to really bring things out in the light of day and examine them? Okay, uh, mine will be a little provocative, but I just don't want to provoke people here. I yep. mean, I'm very honest and very blunt, so I'm going to give it to you. Yep. Uh, there's no excuse for us, to be honest. <laughs> Go ahead. The money we spend over the years. But the money we have spent over the years and the squad we have, uh, there's no excuse. I mean, like uh, I would have taken that against a team like Real Madrid or Barcelona or maybe even Manchester City. But um, this is a game we should have won. We should have won comfortably. I mean, let's be very honest. Newcastle have what three players basically in the Championship uh, Premier League level? Shelby, mm-hmm. Richie, and basically Lasas and rest are all crap. Okay. They're really crap. They're no good. They will be right up there in the relegation battle. Trust me. Okay. You can see them facing relegation battle by April, May. That's it. That's the level. So, uh, we had to win. I mean, like, this is a game we have to win. And the quality we possess, I mean, that's two points drop. We just don't have any excuses. It's simple as that. Even Klopp is running out of excuses. Can you really say that the quality we possess when you, you know, come I mean, out with results like this? Where is the freaking quality? I mean, individually, we are on par with what? Manchester City? We are way above Chelsea. We are way above Arsenal. Mm-hmm. We are pretty much on level with Spurs. I mean, like, yeah, we are even better than I, Spurs. I think we're better than like, Spurs. Yeah. yeah, we are pretty much on level with Manchester City. I mean, individually, there is no comparison. Coutinho is basically even compared with David Silva. That's it. That's the only player I see mm-hmm. better than Coutinho and what he Kevin, does. Kevin De Bruyne, maybe. Yes, that's it. That's two level. Firmino is basically a brilliant player. Salah and Mane is the best winger probably in the Premier League and probably he's up there. They, in, they just didn't three, turn it? up. They didn't turn up. Yeah, that's a, that's where was Mane? Turn. I mean, like, it is a clear tactics. I mean, like, when, when you play against a team like Rafa Benitez, you, you just have to accept what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to sit back and probably cut the space on the wings and make it very hard. What we did was we did one blunder that was to play storage. It was very easy for them to mark Sturridge out. If it was Firmino, his movement would have actually caused the trouble. That's the system we play. Firmino is the press. Firmino is the press. Firmino creates a space for Salah. We did that mistake. I think Klopp realizes because he cannot play three games a week. He opted for Sturridge, and it's very easy to mark out Sturridge. They just did that. Two centre backs marking out Sturridge, so there's no space behind him, and we just look 
very very poor on the ball. I think we were very poor. Midfield was poor. I mean, like Klopp has Klopp, Klopp realized it. Actually, he did it wrong, and that's exactly why we lost well, it. I mean, there's not a big credit to Rafa Benitez in my eyes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, 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 uh, hi, Ruthwick. Okay, let me, uh, I'm just going to get to you in a second. But okay, some yeah. interesting points that were mentioned there. I think um, some parts I disagree with. Uh, well, actually, I, I disagree with two main things. Um, <laughs> one that Spur that we are better than Spurs. I don't think so yeah. because simply because yeah, I think okay. to, uh, Spurs. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're they're a team now going yeah, on uh, season for, by season. The, um, just looking. The, just looking at that, yeah. Just looking at the defensive unit. I mean, you've got Loris there, um, and then you've got you know Aldo Wirral and Vertonghen in in, in a centre back. Because they play three at the back with Davison Sanchez, Sanchez as Davison well. Sanchez. And then in front of them, they've got you know people like Dyer. Uh, again, again, Huddersfield. They've got this Harry Winks fellow right there as well. So mm. they have a little bit more protection for their for their centre backs. That's okay. the point. So, so okay, so that that part on that on that part, the defensive part, I think they're pretty they're stronger. I think relatively speaking. Now on the attack, you've got Harry Kane. He's he's but, putting them away. He's putting those. But go- the point is, the goals, uh, we don't play that system. I have seen. I've been hearing. I've been reading a lot of posters over the time and from past two weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been in a couple of sides. They're demanding for a twenty goal striker. I mean, like the point here is Harry Kane. Yes, he's a magnificent. I mean, like we would all love to have him. But the point is, if you bring someone like him, then. Salah and Mane will become just like an ordinary wingers. That's not the way we play. We play a completely different system. Mm-hmm. And for our system to perish, we just can't have a target man. So you just can't buy okay. a player and strikers. So Harry Kane is not the actual player in Spurs. Mosa Dembele, yes, he's world class. He's the one who makes things happen. And he's the one who actually makes them tick. And I agree with your point that they have a better defense. But this is well documented from the summer. We mm-hmm. did not buy centre back. So this is always going to yeah. happen. We are certainly going to concede goals every game. Our motto is pretty simple, outscore your position. And that's why we loaded our front with players. And that front four is the best in the Premier League. Coutinho, yeah. Salah, Mane and Firmino is arguably the best uh, in the um, Premier League. That's Isn't like it? a documented fact by now. I mean, there's no surprise <laughs> in that. But Yeah, but until January. I saw a picture on, uh, I saw a picture on uh, Twitter where they actually, um, it, it was a picture of a car. <laughs> And it kind of represented um, uh, Liverpool from back to front, right? Uh, and, we're, and we're talking about the back to front, right? And this picture yeah, had three parts to it. Right so the, of, the offensive part was a, was a picture with the front, the nose was a, was a Ferrari. The middle part, yeah, the yeah. midfield was a Ford, es- Ford Escort. Okay, a Ford Escort. And the, and the behind part, the defense part was a car that was due for the junkyard. <laughs> but that is what Klopp wants, actually. That's what he, he favors. That's, that this is his team. He, he He's clear... He's clear with his team. He's clear with his players. He uh, no, I think I, if he wants that, then he's being naive. I don't think he wants that. But uh, he, well, he I said mean, I, he said he's pretty good. He's, he said he's a pretty good defensive um, no I, coach. I mean, he said no. that in his presser before. So he's so he he can't wrap around his mind about how. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Uh, I'll I'll give you a scenario. Okay, so uh, I was a kid and uh, I scored like what. 20 out of 100 in maths I came home so my father asked me so are you poor in maths I mm-hmm. said no I'm pretty damn good it's just that I didn't feel like writing it I didn't just feel yeah. you know didn't feel like solving the sums mm-hmm. that, that's the thing angry. that's I the thing with every manager well, you ask someone and they'll never say no actually you know what defensively I'm pretty shit 
I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm all for going forward. I don't care about the back. They won't say that, but uh, I, I don't think but, that he's defensively that bad. It's just that it's he hasn't been able to make it work. Okay. But the point is, I mean, like he has been uh, he has been in in this situation. I mean, like he's been the team from past two years. This is all the players he mm-hmm. bought it. He has been training them week in, week out. He picks exactly. the player. He handed exactly. the contract to and He bought Clavin. Yeah. He bought yeah. Matip. And the, the biggest irony for me, I mean, like what I disagree with him is he wants to play high line. Okay, fine. That is one of the most riskiest system in football. If you want to play high line, your centre-back has needs to be super fast. Clavin, Lovren, Matip, they are slower than Tortoise. It's simple actually, as that. Lo- Lovren's pace is not bad, actually. Lovren is quick. Lovren is quick, but depends on how Lovren, many painkillers he's, he's popped at uh, that, uh, that no day, focus, right? <laughs> and you can actually. You can okay, actually hold on, hold on, hold on. Point. Let me, let me. I'm getting this back on track right now. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. The other thing I want to say is I disagree with the Newcastle um, fighting for relegation bit because I think mm. um, they may not necessarily they may not necessarily possess the quality to to be challenging to be at the top half of the team. Yeah, exactly. But, um, they may not necessarily. Yeah, they so have the best manager in the bottom half. So yeah, exactly. They've got the best manager in the bottom half. So and I think as 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 I've read off, as I reeled off these results so far that they've had, it shows that they're keeping things tight, generally speaking, um, and they have um, been beating. Um, you know some of the some of the the, the guys that came up with them. Uh, okay, Brighton no. Brighton beat them. Okay, but they beat I, Swansea. They 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 lost to Huddersfield. Yeah, okay, but I think. And in in the whole, I think he might keep them in. Of course, I mean, if you're looking at relegation, uh, if looking at relegation contenders, I mean, you've got you don't have to look very as far away from uh, Roy Hodgson as possible. You've got Swansea in there. Bournemouth is right up there, down there as well. But we do know that the third team to go down will be Everton. <laughs> so we know that. Okay, I'm going to come to Rithwick now. Um, uh, Rithwick is the guy who actually predicted the scoreline and he's been gloating about it since the weekend as well. <laughs> I think, I, I knew this. I mean, like the moment the moment we, we, we conceded one, I knew that we are not going to score another one unless it's another beauty or a, or a long ranger from somewhere because there was no space. We were just penetrating like a bull hitting the brick wall. I mean, they're trying to break the wall. I mean, that is not going to happen because they were very tight. Newcastle, I disagree because they don't. They can't. They don't score goals. I mean, like simple as that. Okay, they never mind. Uh, let's move on. Okay, Rithwick, you were you were saying yep. halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I was mentioning about Sturridge. Yep. Uh, since the, since Suarez left, I didn't think. I don't think that Sturridge has been sharp, and he's been very much affected by the injuries and all. But still, you know, he was the main man in the 14-15 season, Bar Suarez, uh, and I think he hasn't produced that same kind of magic since. Uh, and I think it's high time that we should sell him actually. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna pop that one one side as well. Okay. Now, um, uh, there's a. There, I'm just ref, uh, referring to an article on the website uh, written by uh, Five Times. Uh, Liverpool have never had a worse start to a season defensively since the 1992-93 campaign, um, and basically it shows that um, the goals conceded. Um, and the clean sheets that we've kept is, is uh, pales in comparison to some of these uh, other managers throughout history. The worst of the lot, um, surprise, surprise, is Graham Souness uh, in that 92-93 reference um, season where there were 24 goals. Uh, uh, this is in a record of 12 games Okay, into the season in all competitions. He conceded 24 goals and kept zero clean sheets. 
And then next on the list is Klopp's, this team right now. 20, 20 goals conceded and two clean sheets. Um, the best of the lot here is actually, surprise, surprise, Rafa Benitez, who's conceded only five goals and kept seven clean sheets. And above that, surprise, surprise, Rafa Benitez. And above that, surprise, surprise, Rafa Benitez. And Roy Evans is, is in there as well. In, in fact, actually, I also see Graham Sunez there as well. So, so some credit to him, at least in the 93-94 season. How much of yeah, this... So if Van Dijk comes, we'll see Klopp's name. Yeah, later. yeah. How much of this, uh, how much of this um, current defensive woes that Liverpool has been facing has been due to the fact that we've been, firstly, not keeping clean sheets, shutting out the opponent, how much of this how much of it is that right okay now the next thing i want to talk about here okay we mentioned uh virgil van dyke he's again been speaking about his desire to leave uh the saints he he really wants to go um so he he said to the to the to that effect again and he might be looking for for an exit in uh, january so again it could be we could be going back in again for him in January. I'm not sure by that time whether Saints will let him go or not. It would be kind of stupid for them not to let him go because I don't think his his mind is at the Saints at the moment, to be fair. So it could happen again in January, but let's hope. Um, there's been also some rumours about Nabi Keita as well. Um, but that one, half-half, some people say, yeah, it could be he's had some disciplinary, disciplinary problems. Um, uh, in uh, RBL, uh, getting a red card, uh, doing money types of tackles, uh, poor attitude, those kinds of things. People not happy with him. Um, then on the other, on the flip side is probably no RBL put their foot down and said no, he's not going to go until next season as per agreed. So there's these things, all these things happening. But let's come back to our um, defenders now. Okay, um, I'm not going to talk about Lovren so much. He gets a lot of stake. He obviously the more Ooh. we talk about him, he's going to take more. Just got injured in the next break. Absolutely saved us a point last game. Diame shot would have been a goal unless Lovren had saved that. Sorry, did you just say Lovren got injured? Yeah, yeah. I, I just read it on the Echo a few minutes ago. Like, I think maybe a game injury, but yeah, he's not playing the next game for Croatia. Okay. Well, I guess that's good, right? Because then he'd be rested for... <laughs> that's, that's. Yeah, I just, I just hope it's not a serious one that he's missing Manu because I don't want Klavan to play against Manchester United. Oh, God. Um, okay, let's not talk about Lovren and let's not talk about Klavan. I would like to talk about Joel Mati. That was what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hamir, tell me your tell me your impression and your your perspective and view on Joel Matip. How do you think he's been doing? Over the two years he's been here, I think uh, he's definitely been an upgrade on our previous defenders over Martin Skirtle. And sadly, oh, even if we compare him to Daniel Lager in his last few days, he was better than Daniel Lager. And I'm uh, I don't know if any, everybody will agree, but he's better than Mohamed Sako as well. But okay. he's not the required quality to win a Premier League as a starting centre-back. I think if we all talk about Virgil van Dijk, but I think we should look at other defenders as well who are upgrades on Joel Matip. Selk uh, Lavan, like Lavan's past is uh, prime and all. Selk Lavan, demote Lovren, demote Matip and then play two. Matip as a rotation or rotational first rotational option, you can't, uh, you won't find better the players than him in the Premier League. He's as good as Smalling. But if you see <laughs> Chelsea, if you see Chelsea, I think uh, I think Rudiger is there about fifth choice centre back. 
Rudiger is as good as Matip. Okay. Christensen is also almost as good. So I think I think he's a good player. Tag- yeah, Christensen player. is. I think he's we can. He's a fantastic should, player. He's a very good player, and uh, I, that's the quality we should look at because Matip has his nine on ten days, but as Newcastle showed, he also has his five on ten days. So no, I think Matip is, on the bench is the best option. Uh, being Lovren being playing and Matip getting uh, away with it. Can be applied. That's because I'll yeah. tell you why. Why Lovren gets the blame and Matip gets away with it because Lovren makes silly mistakes. Well. Lovren makes silly mistakes which Matip normally doesn't. But uh, that doesn't mean that he's uh, you know above yeah, blame. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, the entire dis- defense has been you know shambolic right from I the think, beginning. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you can, if you can notice that uh, Matip usually gets out of position. Um, you know, flanking both sides of the central defenders, you have Aboto Moreno, who's never known as a defensive uh, uh, fullback, right? So he's known more for his attacking. He's not. He's known more for his attacking uh, 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 nows, right? And then you have. Um, uh, 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 either uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, which is I think he's been okay, but he's, he's, been he's good. yeah, but his um, his inexperience is, is showing uh, at, at times. So are but we are we missing are we missing um, Nathaniel Klein? No, 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 no. no. no yes, we are. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But we're missing him defensively very much. Exactly. So are we missing Nathaniel Klein's defensive contribution? <laughs> I know I I've had I've had my views on uh, Klein. Um, you know, I think I, I said uh, several times on the other shows that you know I, I really look forward to 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 Tar giving him that that uh, competition, but but from an offensive standpoint. But now now that Kleine Kleine is not been in, are we missing his defensive contribution then? I think yeah, and Matip he, he makes Matip I think more uh, stable as well because there's less <laughs> pressure on him. You know, making a point on Klein, uh, that is, he has been missed, and we have slated him in the past because he doesn't offer that much going forward. Okay. But uh, defensively, he is pretty solid, and that hasn't been the case. And if Klein comes back, if he can, you know, uh, uh, make it his own again, the right back situation, then Gomez mm-hmm. can be coupled with Matip. That will help the situation. Uh, when uh, Lovren is injured or he has one of his days, um, I, uh, that will help. Right now, uh, you know, our fullbacks are caught out of the position way too often, and that includes both uh, Gomez or when Ta is playing or, you know, Moreno, and that puts hell of a lot of pressure on our centre backs. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, well, that's the way we play. But uh, there has to be some balance, and uh, Klein probably will help matters. He's been sorely missed. Okay, okay. Now let's move on from the defenders. Let's talk about uh, our midfielders, and are they protect? Are they giving enough protection to the to the to the defenders, Harry? Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that okay, uh, the midfield sorry. the midfielders are giving enough protection to the defend to the defense? No, they are not because we don't have a natural defensive midfielder or a specialist holding midfielder. Okay. We are playing box-to-box midfielders. Okay. We are asking them to tr- one to drop in when the other charge. Yeah. Or two to drop in when uh, one charge. I mean, like we, we we are confusing there actually, and that's not working. Okay. That's not working at all. There is absolutely no protection from midfield to attack or even to defend. I mean, it's just like they're running each other's way, okay. blocking each other's space, mm-hmm. and they're just doing running. That's their own ball winners at the best. That's that's what they do. Yeah. 
they can't read the game. They just ball winners. I mean, like you're playing uh, whether it's Henderson or Wijnaldum. I mean, like Can is the best shout, and he's positionally terrible, but uh, but he's the best player to play there, and uh, he's stalling his contract. I don't know what's going with him, uh, but that that's the reality. Henderson is not a defensive midfielder, never was. Wijnaldum, I don't know what is he doing in central midfield. He was anonymous against Newcastle. Did not even win one tackle all evening. I mean, like we just don't have it. But that this is again, Klopp doesn't want a stopper. This is all because Klopp doesn't want a stopper. So he's the one. No, he I, mm. he is clear. Matic was. I think Nemanja Matic was available mm. in the summer, and he doesn't want a stopper. So he won't. His system is quite simple. He won't one midfielder to drop in when the other one charges, mm-hmm. and the same midfielder drops in when this guy charges. I mean, like he just won't. I mean, he won't. That kind of an understanding, but that's not working. That's a reality. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay, Rithwick, in that midfield three, okay, we know we know um, uh, Klopp has preferred Hendo, Emre, as well as Gini. Um, one guy has already done the musical chess, has taken a sit-down, which is Emre. Um, we've seen Hendo and Gini now. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about, of these three guys, who do you think needs to really pull up their socks? Absolutely. It should be Gini, you know. He's been anonymous, as Harry mentioned earlier. Okay. Uh, I think bar, bar that Arsenal game, he's been poor all season. Uh, the, uh, you know, the last season, he used, to be, you know, he used to be at least active in the home games. I think that's been absent this season so far. Okay. You know, he, he, uh, he's, first of all, he's very slow to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he slows up the attack as well. And getting back, he hasn't been adding much into the team as well. So I think Gini should be you no know, should step up more. He he his his role is really to be to be, you know, getting stuck in, winning the ball, putting the tackles in, winning the ball, controlling uh the tempo of the game, right? I've seen none yeah. of that. I've seen none he maybe bar the um Arsenal game. Is it the Arsenal game and one other game? But generally speaking yeah. Uh, yeah, he put up a standout performance against Arsenal, you know. I think completely boss the midfield in that game, you know. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I don't think he's been up to the up to the standards. I think he should be benched. Okay. Yeah. Amir, if we bench okay, so now Klopp has benched Emre, because Emre has also been a bit out of sorts. Um yeah. and if he benches Ginny. Okay, Hendo Hendo okay, to Hendo's credit, I think he is starting to sh- come back into some form um, I, I, yeah. I don't get some of the criticism that's been leveled against him because I think he's, he's responded and he just needed that rhythm and that, that game time and I think that's coming back so I think he stays there obviously apart from the fact that he's the captain okay um, would you would you bench Ginny yeah uh, I'll definitely bench Wijnaldum and bring back Chan actually I think against Newcastle it was a case of maybe Chan being tired and he had a horrible game against Spartak if, with the Hendo part, I completely agree with you because I think some of the criticism leveled towards him is utter rubbish. And if he is not in the team, I don't know where the leaders are. Like, except mm. him, there's no leader. Nobody who can get into the face of a referee, for example. Okay. Forget the other team. Yeah. Even in the face of a referee, there's nobody. So, yeah. Hendo has to stay. Hendo, Chan, Coutinho. And then when Lalana comes, we'll see. But, yeah, Genie has to be benched. I think he is the epitome of Liverpool's season. Fantastic against Arsenal Hoffenheim, mm. and he was fantastic against Sevilla as well. And then 
anonymous in the rest of the game. So the inconsistency, I think Genie Wijnaldum is the perfect image of the inconsist- inconsistency we are having this season. We had last season and we had the season before that. So how how would you organize that midfield right now? Based on uh, I think uh, yeah, Henderson as the deepest of the three. Okay. Uh, I think that despite his box to box capabilities, I think that suits him uh, quite well because he's improved his long range passing a lot and he can uh, he's a good leader in that position yep. and as a box to box midfielder i think the only uh, he'll stop us from scoring more goals he's he's a terrible finisher so it can be to our detriment <laughs> as well so emery chance no uh, ronaldo either but still i think he can he has more potential to score goals than henderson yep. so henderson as the deepest of the three, Emre Chan to the right and Coutinho to the left. But the only problem is Chan is also suited more to the left. That's the yeah. only issue. But I think Emre Chan's physicality right now is a must in our team. His physicality, I think he's the only one who can physically compete with the big boys the other teams have. For example, Nemanja Matic. Yep. Nemanja Matic is, is a beast. There's no yep. other way to say it. So. Yep. I think uh, other than Chan, there's nobody in our midfield uh, who can compete with him. Uh, Coutinho, I, I, I fear Coutinho in front of Matic in that sense. <laughs> but, when we but, signed Chan, um, everyone at Liverpool and us and all over the world, we mm. were going head over heels that that guy's built like a tank. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and like Arsenal over Kolasinac. Yeah, mm. I mean, if you see um, that you know, potential of a tank... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't really come to pass. He, he hasn't really rolled over people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you remember last season, towards the tough run, um, yeah. he was quite. He, yeah, he stepped up he, last season. And he stepped up. Yes. I think for this run, we are on uh, completely unrelated from the midfield right now. Yeah. A bit related. Uh, I think the run we are on, we got to remember that we only lost one game. Yeah. And la- it's still not 2017 January and yeah. early February level. As of yet, okay. so I think we can still keep our heads up. Okay. So, um, and Adam Lallana is yet to come back. I think he's uh, going to yeah. come this month, maybe. And he's a completely different ball game altogether with his pressing and maybe at least our attack will be more potent after Adam Lallana comes back. Defense uh, until January, I think it's we can hope, but. Well, I have I my, know, I have my, um, I have my doubts that he'll come back uh, this month, though, because. He's got a lot of time to make up. He's he's first thing yeah, he's got to get true. match. Uh, he's got to get fitness first, and then he's got to get match fit. There's not a lot of games and, this month, and right? Then he, he and then form. He needs to he needs to change that hairstyle of his. Otherwise, I'm not letting him in. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, five games. Uh, no, we've got f- uh, one, two, three, four games in uh, October. Um, uh, three of them in the Premier League and one in the Champions League. I personally, I don't think that um, we will see him till uh, uh, November uh, at least. Okay. Um, also, I think uh, Klopp uh, tweaked around with the formation a little bit. It was you know with the four three three, and then he went with the four two three one. Try to put uh, Hendo and Emre back, pin back a little bit to try and offer a little bit more protection to the to the central defenders. Um, I think that is a better better approach. I mean, it doesn't really have that many safeties to go f- go with really. Um, yeah, but obviously because against Newcastle he set him down. So 
um nothing much can be done there okay guys we are going to take a short uh, musical break but um when we come back we are going to offer some perspectives on liverpool fans and criticizing the team so uh, don't go anywhere we will be right back If you ever see the gap between Lovren and Matic that let Hossley run through and you're letting John Joe Shelby, like Dr. Robotnik, flipping Eggman, who looks like he runs in high heels, play a ball like that, like he's Gerard, split the defenders. How? They let Lovren and Matic left such a massive gap. You could fit the Titanic in there. Stupid. Just need to get it off my chest Yeah, more than you know Yeah, more than you know You should know that baby You're the best Yeah, more than you know Yeah, more than you know Well, this whole show is about getting things off our chest, let's be honest. <laughs> so um, let's continue to deload and get things off our chest. But apparently, um, not everyone appreciates uh, that. You know, it tends to get um, this is perception that if you if you criticize the, the, the players or the team or the tactics or horror Klopp himself, you are not a supporter. And that then uh, we need to uh, re- uh, read a particular Bill Shankly quote about, you know, if you don't support us when we lose, don't bother supporting us. Uh, things about getting behind the team and those kinds of things. And all this blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay, so what's your view on this, Shibasis? No one's um, immune to criticism, at least no one should be. Mm-hmm. So, well, when the team is doing badly... Mm-hmm. And if you feel that you're right to criticize, do, do so. Okay. But, uh, you know, keep perspective on the fact. And, you know, just um, constructive criticism is always welcome. And it's welcome for everyone, uh, the people at the club, for the fans as well. But don't call names just because you have to. We are all emotional when the, you know, team plays badly when we lose or we don't win as we are supposed to. Uh, I know myself, I don't, I am... I'm unable to even muster up the courage to go on and, you know, comment on the site or, you know, mm-hmm. just reply to comments because I feel so down. Mm. It happens, but no one's immune to criticism. At the same time, you know, just try and understand things a bit logically. Uh, and I will still say this, that this team will come around. Mm. I have a feeling it will. Um, Newcastle, a game in point right there. It was never going to be easy. Mm. Yes, we didn't win. The international break is here at the right time. Yep. Um, for once, it's at the right time for us. Yep. And then we play the scums. And I tell you what, 
a lot of people are actually dreading that we are playing scums next but i'm not because against scum we always get our game up i mean whether we win or lose that's a different matter but we always at least you know try to g up and give them a good game okay. so this can be a catalyst for us to carry on and it's vital that we do so we have spurs coming next two yeah. games it's very important that we get some points out of them i mean we cannot lose those two games yeah. um i'm expecting if we get four points out of those two three against comes and maybe a draw against spurs yeah. we'll still be okay Okay, I'm going to pose this next question to uh Harry. Um Steven Gerrard um uh said to Sky Sports News. Uh, he said the league doesn't lie, Liverpool are where they are. But what I would say is I'm really enjoying watching the team at the moment. I love the manager. I think he has taken this team and the club forward. There's a lot of excitement about it, about them. I can see Jurgen is a little bit frustrated at the moment, but so are we all. We are all fans, of course. It could have been a little bit better if chances had gone in or individual errors could have been avoided. We are seven games in and Liverpool are capable of going on a long run of winning games. And he goes on. Uh, basically, he's, he says that, um, you know, he expects um, the boys to, 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 to start clicking against um, United and then, you know, start turning it around. Okay. Um, so, first question here is, um, do you think then um, this game against the scum is the catalyst coming back after international break to turn this fortunes around and second question is um why haven't if they could if you if your answer is yes if they have if they could why haven't they done it yet <laughs> <laughs> okay well our record doesn't speak uh, pretty good uh, after the international break uh, we actually yeah, lose a true. bit of momentum the that's players true. goes to countries and they come back um, in irregular shape or mood or whatever and they yeah. it takes some time to get into our rhythm and system but uh, let's hope this uh, international break proves different i'm really looking forward to this game and liverpool manchester united is a big game um, for both the team and um, the margin of error is very very less okay the venue decides most of the outcome and that's that's, that's most important you'll okay. have anfield buzzing and bumping and jumping from the seats this is a game liverpool simply cannot lose it's as simple as that No. It doesn't matter how you play. It doesn't matter how many you concede. It doesn't matter how many you score. It doesn't matter who scores. Whether it's a hand goal, head goal, anything would do it. <laughs> you got to beat United at Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah. If you beat Liv- uh, uh, United at Anfield, all is forgiven. That's going to be a statement. We'll all be forgiven that's, then. Yeah, everything will be forgotten if you beat Manchester United. It's simple. And if you beat by convincingly, then. You, I mean, how do you get this optimism and confidence? You only get it when you actually start winning, isn't it? That's how you get it. Okay. That's it doesn't it. matter how you get okay. laid as long Correct. as you get laid. That's the point. Manchester United, Liverpool is basically. It's not going to be a poetry in most. It's going to be very ugly. Man, there'll be some cards shown. It's going to be tough for both teams. And but Liverpool should win it. That's the point. We. This is not a game for us to. take okay. a draw or a point um, okay. that is no, exactly man what to man we okay. should okay. win of course we have to I mean, we have the quality I mean, okay let's, let's not okay. go there I got we it. have the quality I got it. okay um we have a manager who's capable of beating the big guns we have the crowd behind us okay. we have everything we have a reason to beat united because we need to turn this season isn't it okay we have a team in reason to beat united um, yeah. rithwick um 
putting emotions yeah. aside, putting loyalties aside, mm. um, looking at it purely from a logical perspective, Ritwik. Mm. Um, <laughs> is there any chink in Manchester United's? Is there any chink in Manchester United's armor that we can exploit and that you can confidently say, yeah? I think if, we can. I think we can. Uh, Sorry, let me ask. Uh, I'm asking Rithwick now. Um, do you think that we can exploit them and that there's reason to be confident? Is that to me? No, Rithwick. Okay. I, I think their fullback positions aren't as strong, you know, as the other positions. Uh, I think there's a chance that we could exploit their left side, uh, particularly with Salah, you know, and Firmino being the presser, you know. He could, you know, he creates those spaces in behind. I think we could, you know, actually exploit their fullbacks. And uh, but but the big problem is getting past De Gea. You know, he's like a wall. Yeah. The, the last time, the last time we faced that, we faced Anfield. You know, he denied us a stunner. You know, he absolute stunner from Coutinho. Yeah. He got denied by absolute one. Oh, Mourinho could just play a ten zero one formation. Or one zero ten formation. No, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. You know, I uh, actually I think Klopp's gonna forget the past. You know, Klopp's gonna forget the past for this one. He hates. He'll hate losing a game to Mourinho. That's damn sure. I'm damn sure about that. He's gonna hate if he's gonna lose to Mourinho. Okay. Okay. So okay, you you said about you mentioned Firmino. So you think. You'd bring him back. You'd bring Firmino back for this game then. Bench Sturridge again. Yes, yes. I, I know. I expect Firmino to score the winner. I, I've, been, I've been getting my predictions right, you know, for the last couple of weeks. And I would expect us to win again. A 2-0 two, a victory over Manchester United. Interesting, interesting. Do you have a, do you have a, a magical parrot at home, Rithwick? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Or a pet octopus, maybe. <laughs> he might have more than one octopi. I think that's that's what they call them. More than one octopus is more octop octopi octopusy. Let's not go there anyway. Okay. Um. Do you think? Uh, okay. We didn't mention we didn't mention storage, right? Um. Do you think Shibasa's that? Um. Ugh, well, how do I pose this question? Uh, do you think storage did enough to show that? We could try him again as uh, as the as the starting uh, uh, centre forward. No, he won't start. It's a, it's a, it's a given that he won't start against United, unless something you know something happens injury wise during uh, the international break. I don't think he will start because uh, Klopp doesn't trust him in big games. He just doesn't, uh, and that's been a documented fact for the last two years, uh, barring the Europa League final. Uh, but well, that didn't work out. But, but, uh, Nostrage's uh, fault, though. But uh, I don't think he will because uh, big games, Klopp wants to press. Okay, but not, say, say if it's not big games, say, um, uh, who are we playing? Okay, let's say Maribor in the Champions League after after this coming game, right? We're playing Maribor away. Um, yeah. Is that, say, okay, yeah, let's Sturridge have another go. Uh, do, I, do you think I, he showed he enough has, to to say okay to say okay yeah you can try 
Yeah, I mean, that's what the squad is there for. And Sturridge at the moment is a squad player. He should, he probably will start against Maribor. Mm-hmm. Because against the lesser teams, he has that bit of guile and the craft that he can work with. Okay. And and he can, uh, he's he will not just poach a few goals. He can score a couple on his own. Mm-hmm. But against a well-regimented defense... Again, you would say that that bit of guile or craft is needed, but Sturridge needs a bit of space. If you remember, when Suarez and him were playing in tandem, mm-hmm. one used to create space for the other, and we had Sterling as well. So this little, you know, triumvirate, they used to create space for each other. Okay, okay. Right now against us, that doesn't happen when the teams sit deep and sit back. Yeah. That's why Sturridge doesn't get his goals anymore, because he... If he could get space and could play on the shoulders of the defenders, he he was deadly. Uh, I mean, mm. if uh, situations uh, present themselves, he still will be. But it just hasn't happened uh, for him in the recent month, in the recent years. That is. Okay. 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 Um, oof. How how about you, Harry? What do you think? You think we're gonna get that win? Well, I think Sturridge is basically. I mean, like his injuries have taken a toll on him. I mean, that's that's he's lost a yeah. little bit of pace in him, and that's that's the main reason. Mm-hmm. Confidence level has not been uh, up there, and uh, well, two injuries. Well, I mean, like confidence... it's going to take a long time for him to come back. And to confidence requires him to play, right? I mean, he need to play. He needs to play. He needs to play. Right? No, so that, that's the point. That's that, that's the it's like a chicken here. and egg, like, chicken and egg kind of situation. You yeah. just can't, um, not at the expense of dropping points. Right, every manager is under pressure. They need mm. to get results. That's how it works. It's a it's, it's a business. I mean, it's a result-oriented business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You just can't play someone. I mean, like Marco Grujic is another example. I mean, he's he isn't getting any chance. Yeah. So, uh, Sturridge just somewhere has lost that bit of what confidence, or maybe a couple of goals would have actually yeah. taken that. Uh, but I I believe this is my opinion. I think he will be leaving by end of. This season, I I, mm-hmm. I I don't see him starting too many games from here on. I think that's it. Maybe a couple of league FA Cup games, or he's, he's gonna come as an impact sir. But that's it. He doesn't, he doesn't naturally fit into our system. That's not the way we play. I think Sturridge is not a proper fit in that system. So I can't see him playing too many games. Well, I love the lad. He's the best striker yeah. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah, in a yeah, long, yeah, long yeah. time. I think uh, his short back left. He has pace. He. Has, he can score all type of goals. His goal against Sevilla in the Europa League champ mm. final shows what a brilliant player he is. He's a magical player, to be honest. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. I've, I, but that, I've that, but this, this is another problem. We just don't play to his strength. We just don't. We just don't play the way he wants to play. Yeah. And Firmino yeah. has been a terrific player. Firmino is the most important player in our system. So. <laughs> Study doesn't match anything what Firmino does, so okay. that that's that's another problem. So I want to talk about the I want to talk about the manager now. Uh, talk about the manager now. Um, uh, there was an observation from um, uh, from a Dortmund fan um, who had articulated that they see the similarities between our uh, the team, um, uh, the Dortmund team uh, before in you know, his last um, season uh, of club mm. and in uh, in the in the in the bully. Uh, before he left mm. and this Liverpool one um, mm. he said um, this is looking reminiscent of our 14-15 season when Klopp ran out of ideas generally mm. controlling possession but can't score 
Getting exposed at the back midfield is non-factor. That summed up his last season with us. A lot, of this, a lot of it was due to not having Lewandowski, but there was no creativity in our attack. Aubameyang tried his best, uh, but after the winter break, he dragged us out of last place to the top half of the table. Um, he also said, please don't remind me, we conceded some of the stupidest goals. Even our combo of Socrates and uh, Hummels ran out of ideas, and they are usually a brick wall. Uh, we had some stupid matches against Hanover and Mainz, and of course Hamburg, which we lost by a single goal due to some problem with the defence and un- attack unable to score because Mkhitaryan was useless and Aubameyang and Immobile and Ramos unable to do anything. And uh, other people have chimed in, also said there were morale and motivation problems at BVB. It wasn't just tactics. I don't think there's any morale. I don't think there's any motivation problems with our lads. Um, I think they seem co- suitably. Um, confident that they're doing the right things creating the chances and all that but stuff like you know um getting exposed to back midfield uh, our central midfielders are, are just bang out of form maybe with hendo coming back then uh can't score generally controlling possession you see all these same notes are being rung uh shibasis do you think how much of this uh, current predicament is due to oh, he is Klopp's fault well, against Newcastle, he looked frustrated, and by God, he was frustrated. Mm, I haven't seen him yeah, this was, agitated yeah. uh, in a while, yeah, yeah. and that tells you something. He's always agitated most of the time during a game, but he was frustrated, and that is actually, you know, uh, tells you about that he was suffering from a lack of ideas. He made the change during the halftime. Yeah. He thought it was going to work. It didn't work. And the, and the team was just not, perhaps was not doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. And the chances that we were missing. Uh, and again, I come back to this. You know, a team is as good as its last game. And we were poor against Newcastle. But this was Newcastle. And you are never going to get too many chances. So you have to take your chances when you're presented with one. Yeah. So And we didn't do it. So, of course, it frustrated him, uh, you know, beyond wits. Okay. Uh, he is to blame. Uh, he is to blame to, a, some, to some extent. I don't understand why he played Moreno, why Robertson doesn't get a game. Because if he does, he's a far better crosser. And he can uh, cross a few from the left. Uh, create a different avenue for us to score mm-hmm. rather than always going center. I also feel that you know taking away Salah from the right and putting him in the middle was not the right decision. He tried to change things, mm-hmm. but with, with Salah making runs that keeps a couple of players occupied, we were at least m- you know making some space. Uh, second half was bizarre; it just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's this little bit from um, ESPN, which I thought was a, is a nice listen. Well, it is ESPN, but this bit it was actually uh, particularly lucid and uh, well explained. Um, have a listen. What's the crowd with regards to the gauge on Klopp at the moment? Because uh, everyone loves him because obviously the yeah. way he is and his character, but are people starting to question him? Yes, they are. Uh, Liverpool fans as well are questioning him. They are sort of saying, as we're all saying, that the same mistakes keep happening week in, week out. If different mistakes happen, you could, you could understand it, you know, now he's got to do a bit of work on that. But I did some analysis on the Manchester City game. The two centre-backs, every time someone had time on the ball, were trying to hold a line and people were running in between them. It happened again against Newcastle. He's not doing enough work, obviously, on the training field because too many times the same things happen. 
somebody getting time on the ball in midfield, playing a straight ball between the two centre-halves, and somebody's running on goal against the goalkeeper. That's the worst kind of defending you can have when somebody's running 1v1 against your own goalkeeper. So he's got to do more work on the training field. He talks about pressing the ball. Yes, that's part of, of, of defending, but you have to, when that press is beaten, be better defensively. He's almost in denial about it. Yeah. I think he knows, he, he knows himself, of course he knows, he's not mm. stupid. But the more times they ask him about it, and it's every week now, yeah, of course. he's in, I say not in denial, but he's trying to find a way to say, no, no, we, we, you know, it's, we have got good defence. No, you haven't. Hmm. You have, I mean, I don't think Matip's a great defender, but he's the best one they've got. Well, unfortunately, he can't find a partner to put next to him that they can work together. As Robbo said, that first goal, that, uh, was it Aguero scored? Yeah, Aguero City, scored. One straight, straight pass from De Bruyne. And then the one in Newcastle at the weekend. And there was exactly another one same. in that Man City game straight when Aguero and, and Jesus go uh, in against the goalkeeper. 2v1 against the goalkeeper and Jesus just passes it square, I think it was. It's almost Aguero. like the two centre-backs don't realise that somebody running through the middle of you when you're, you're squeezing high up without any pressure ain't a problem. Is it I a mean, case? crazy. Is it a case where he... He knows what the problems are. He knows that he needs to bring in a player or two, or maybe he made a bad decision on a player or two. Uh, and the last thing he wants to do at this stage, knowing he doesn't have the opportunity you have to, to work bring harder somebody new You have in. to work harder in training. If you can't bring in a player, which he can't do right. now, and the same mistakes keep happening, it means you're not doing enough work on it in training. You, well, after that Man City game, he should have been mm -hmm. on the training field saying, right, players get time, let's work at our defensive side of the game. You have to back off. You have to defend the space. But I think he's got an, an attitude that everything has to be pressing, everything has to be high up the field, hold a high line. It's not but working But it's not that this has been thrown on them. No. It's not as if those three centre-halves have gone down with a, a, an ACL rupture right. and all of a sudden he's down to the bare bones. What the hell? was Klopp or the scouts yeah. or the director of football or whatever Liverpool have, the committee, which I've heard they have, what the hell were they doing in the summer? Mm. Because they've, they've sat and watched this movie for 12 months. Klopp's been in there 18 months. Well, they made a terrible decision on Van Dyke, didn't well, they? They, they put all their eggs in that they Van Dyke. They kept Dyke on going stuff. after him and after him. Mm. And it was obvious in the end, he wasn't going to come to Liverpool. Well, the movie that they're referring to is a Groundhog Day, I think. Um, it's the worst uh, movie in the entire world. But okay, um, some interesting points there. But let's move on towards the to uh, rapidly coming to the close of this podcast. Anyway, with week, what can Klopp do now? Uh, I think I think he's got to work on this. Work on now. I think you could look at our situation in two ways. Okay. First one, defend well and win the game. Second one, outscore the opponent. I think the second one is what suits him right now. Outscore the opponent. Out, outscoring the opponent is the only way I think, at least till January. Right. We got we, we got to take our chances. We got to finish well. Okay. I, I I just checked out conversion rate for the last eight games. Yeah. You know, I think eight out of 143, something like that. I think the, the conversion rate is 0 0.056. Oof. How poor is that? Oof. Ouch. Ouch. Okay, Harry, what does Klopp do? Well, okay. Um, before I go to Klopp, I, I discussed about his high line in the beginning of the show. And yeah, that's exactly what they mentioned exactly, here. I mean, yeah. like you can't play high line with Matip, Kloven and uh, yep. Lovren because... Uh, that is a basic, simple rule. If you want to play high line, your centre backs need space to yep. track back. Yep. Because anyone put the ball behind you, yep. they're going to run it. And if you're, if the opposition team has a pretty decent winger or striker, mm. they would beat you. Mm. Jamie Wadi beat uh, Matip. Aguero will beat him. Mm. Quite a lot of people. Sanchez will beat him. I mean, like a lot of anyone who has space will beat our defenders. So playing high line is risky. Mm. It is possible. This system is not impossible. Barcelona plays. Napoli plays. Mm. They all play high line. Yeah. But they keep the ball. 
they have a specialist holding midfielder or even two who basically break up the attack. And they mm. act as a decent centre-back. We just don't do that at all. Yeah, system is a problem. But now coming back to Klopp, Klopp can't change the system overnight. It's not possible. The players have actually trained to play a way we are playing for the past two years. You just can't go and tell them to do something different. It's not possible. We are not going to sit back throughout the season or at least under Klopp. Yeah. We're going to play the same way. As Ruthwick said, we have to outscore if he has, if had we scored two, three goals against Newcastle and two, three goals against Sevilla, yeah, no one would be discussing about how many yeah. goals we conceded. We have been shipping goals from past two years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's not a new thing. Yeah, I don't know why people are suddenly bothered about conceding goals. Yeah, the problem is we it's did not, not going score the other end. Yeah, <laughs> the problem is we did not score more than one against Newcastle. Yeah, we yeah. won against five, four against Norwich. 3-4, These are the score lines, typical Liverpool score lines, isn't it? Yeah. We're persisting with the score lines from past uh, two years now. I think I don't know why people. The goals have dried up. That's the issue. The okay. goals have dried up. The defense has been pretty much the same. Klopp has to work a little bit on training, maybe, but he still has to play the same defenders again, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, can't defend. He needs to calm down. And uh, in one <laughs> of his interviews, he said that. I know that I am, and I'm paraphrasing, this is what he said, that yeah. I know I'm very, very good at keeping on with a certain plan. I will go day in, day out, week after week with a certain I plan, think, and I know this plan will succeed. I think well, there's a pressure on him of not winning anything last season and actually missing something this season either. Yeah. He's a manager at a club who... It's far, far too early to say yeah, that we're yeah, going to miss right. anything at all. I mean, right. uh, if you say that you have to judge a manager in uh, after about 10 games in a season, well, it's yeah, not yet 10 games. Yeah. So. Not judging. Yeah. Well, not judging the manager here. But what I'm saying, there will be always a pressure for a manager who is managing Liverpool Football Club or yeah. Yeah, any club of that stage, isn't it? I mean, that's the point. That's the point I'm making. So and it's starting he, to it's starting to get to him as well. I mean, it's coming through the it's coming yeah, through the course, press. Yeah, He's at the club from past yeah. two years. He knows the club. He knows the city. Yeah. He has been backed well by the owners. Yeah, they've had no problem with him. He's got the money. He's got the players he wants. I mean, um, just like this, uh, at the, at the post game, uh, Newcastle presser, um, one, one journal, journal asked him, um, you know, do you think the, the, the one, one, the draw with Newcastle was a fair result? And wow. I mean, Klopp just snapped, snapped, snapped him yeah. and, and became kind of defensive. And I thought, oh, wow. Okay. Boss, just <laughs> <laughs> need to relax, boss. Well, he, so, he's not happy. We all sure. felt it was a fair result, though. I mean, the way we played. Mm. Yeah, he, he's actually feeling the pressure, you know. But yeah. like she said, uh, it, it's too early to judge. Yeah. Now, last, if you look at the table last season, yeah. after seven games, Chelsea had only 13 points. Four mm. wins, a draw and two losses. Yeah. 13 points after seven games, Chelsea had. They, they went on to win the title at the end. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everything will be forgotten if we beat United by three or four goals. I mean, no one will be even looking back how many we conceded against Newcastle, isn't it? I mean, it's just next game that's most important. If you can turn it on in the next two games, and, this will be so the, far, so far away. All this, I mean, we'll be so correct. far away from this. So yeah, the uh, what Klopp should do, Klopp should get us a victory against United, Manchester United. That's it. Yeah, there yeah. cannot be any knee-jerk, uh, you know, reactions. Uh, knee-jerk reactions are never really 
uh, you know, they don't really serve your purpose. So uh, yeah. he has a system. He should stick to it. That's what I believe. Correct. But, uh, you know, but make prudent decisions and changes if needed, not radical changes, mm. but fine-tune some things. And, you know, things sometimes just need to fall in place, which hasn't been happening for the last a month, month and a half, but one fine day it just fall, it just everything will fall in place and balls will start to go in. And when yeah, that happens, yeah. we'll forget about this. Okay, I'm gonna right, wrap up the show because we're just run about, run about, run out of time. Just gonna end with this quote okay. on one of our articles that says that he's not Shankly, Paisley, Fagan, or King Kenny either. Those days are gone. And even if the league title returned to Anfield, it just wouldn't be the same. Then again, it wouldn't need to be after so long. What Klopp does know, however, is how to make a squad better over a number of years playing exciting football. Let's see where he takes us. Obviously, he's talking um, about faith and really a test of faith. And um, a lot of people are losing it and some people are still holding strong. Um, you know, let's, yeah, we got to keep on. We just got to keep on holding on. Okay, guys, thank you very much for joining me on the show. Yeah, thank, you um, thank you, everyone. For, yeah, thank you for everyone for, for listening uh, in as well. Um, and uh, to take us home, we've got Tom Petty again, but this time joined by Eddie Vedder, the great Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Great song called The Waiting. I just like these words. The waiting is the hardest part. You take it on faith. You take it to the heart. The waiting is the hardest part. Take care and good night. Good night. Take it.